Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast. And I think this is like almost episode 200. Is that right, Tim? Um, I'm, I will look. It's close. Up. But anyway, since episode one, back in 2020, I have been trying to get this guest to come on. So I'm very excited to have Mr. Adam Andrews, owner of like every single restaurant in Winston-Salem. <laughs> What's up, Adam? Hey, how's it going? I'm glad you're here. Thanks for having me. So Adam, if you don't know Adam, if you've been living under a rock, he uh, owns Jeffrey Adams on 4th, Young Cardinal, Twisted Pine, Dogwood, Hops and Crops, uh, Trophy Room, and then a new venture is coming to King. Did I leave anything out? That's it. Yep. Yeah. he's. It's like, the dude is incredible. I don't know how he has time to sleep. Do you sleep? I do. <laughs> yeah. Five or six hours a night. Solid yeah. Man. There you go. So, Adam, tell us how you got started in the restaurant business. Kind of just a little brief history about you. Okay. Uh, you, I think I was 15. I was oh, washing wow. dishes at Town & Country Restaurant in King. Um, and That's where you're from? Well, we're a hall. Okay. I did go to Stokes County Schools. Okay. But, um, you know, I'd always look up the line and i see the guys cooking and I would you know, that was just another side of action that, you know, washing dishes was cool, but just to seeing the action on the line and the guy shouting and the, you know, that just really did something to me. So yeah. I asked John Velasquez, um, and I said, hey, man, can I cook? Can I cook? Can I cook? Finally, he let me up there and I just fell in love with it. How um, old were you when you started cooking? Either I was 15 and a half or 16. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So... <clears throat> yeah, dude, it's almost twenty eight years, almost twenty nine years. Which oh is my crazy. gosh, that yeah. is crazy! You've become quite a cook over the last twenty eight years too. Oh well, thank you. Because you're Hopefully still it's good. You're still in the kitchen quite a bit. I'm is involved. That right? Yeah, you know, we also cater for Legacy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm their in house caterer, so you know, during the busy time, I'm mostly just cater. But you know, there's times that comes up that you know, if we're short staffed or whatever. Um, Valentine's Day at Jeffrey Adams, like, to be honest, like, I had enough staff, but I wanted to grill because I wanted some action. I needed some sweat. Like, so I'm like, John, you know, that's my chef over there. I'm like, dude, put me on the schedule for Valentine's night. <laughs> I love that. You know, I had a great time. It's awesome. That's awesome. I think it's important for business owners to always kind of have their hand in a little bit of everything. Like, it, I think it would be bad if you never went back to the yeah, kitchen. No, you need to be in there for yeah. for several reasons. You need to be in your business. And I, and I try to do that. But, you know, you try to sing an example also. Uh, for you know, sure. Hard work, you know, pays off. And I always tell my guys that. So I try to be right in there with them. Yeah. Well, you've been doing something right. Because I feel like you have, well, A, you have incredible restaurants. But you've had, like, the same people working with you for many years. And that I, says a lot. You have a core group of people who's been with me. And I always, you know, I always say this, like, you know, the further I go, the further <laughs> they're going to go. And, you know, I can't be successful without them. So I try to, you know, take care of them and sing their praises <laughs> and sing their names because without them, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, you can't, can't. You can't be successful no. without a team of people. And so, you know, every manager that I hire, bring on, you know, have the same conversation, like, I need you to be on my side. We are a group. I'll take care of you. You take care of me. You know, we're we on the same the team. Same, goal, same team. Yep. Yeah, I love that. So Jeffrey Adams to start. That was that was restaurant number one, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. Yep. And when did Jeffrey Adams open? 
I think we're at 12 years now. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been long. I feel like y'all been there forever. Yeah, I think it's been 12 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, people sleep on Jeffrey Adams. Not, I'm telling you, like... Not me. Yeah. I freaking I mean, love that place. Know, we, do, we do got a lot of great... But I just feel like they're, you know, for the price and the quality of the food, you know, I, I don't try to go to expense. I try to keep things affordable there, and I feel like we are, even with, you know, you know, I rarely raise prices, even with the way the food costs are these days. But yeah. <clears throat> I try to keep it affordable. And, you know, I've had the same cooks there for a long time. Um, and we really, the, the quality ingredients of the steaks, you know, we do a Black Angus um, steak certified. Like, it's top notch. And, uh, you know, downtown's a little it's a little different. I don't know. It's hard, hard to explain. You know, since the pandemic, you know, yeah. some things have changed. For sure. And um, But I think there you, you get a good, consistent product. Yeah. And, and that's why we go, you know, we're not fine dining. We're not mom and pops. We're right in the middle. It is right you in the middle. come casual. And, you know, that's the kind of cook I am. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to put ingredients on a plate with tweezers and yeah. put stuff on the menu that <laughs> you can't pronounce. Not that there's anything wrong with there that. There is nothing wrong with that. But that is not, not my style. style right? Yeah. Like, I like to reach out to a broader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got it. You're, you're an everyman audience. chef. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I could do some country fried steak with some yeah. gravy and, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, Jeffrey Adams was number one. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Young Cardinal was not the second one, but I do want to uh, talk. Dog went trophy room second. Dog, yeah. dog went a trophy room, and I love the I love just the style of that. How it feel? I always tell people I'm like, if you haven't been in a trophy room, it feels like you're in like New York City when you oh, walk cool, in there. Thanks. It's wild, and then it's so cool how the very you know right next door Dogwood's connected, but it's just a completely different vibe. Like that's very cool how you're able to do that. You know the the trophy room was kind of a last minute decision. Really? Yeah, because you know that that space was it was one whole space, and then so I was talking to the landlord, and we were just going to do a bottle shop, and then I thought to myself, you know what, man, like, like gosh, if we can just let's just rent the whole thing. I was just getting into bourbon. I'm like, you know, let's let's rent this whole thing and let's do, you know, the trophy room next door. And um anyway. And there's I, nothing like that in Winston. That was a good that was a good call. Well thank you. Yeah. I love it. The, the trophy room is my favorite side. Really? Of, uh, of the two. Yeah. Because I'm more of a bourbon guy than beer. Yeah. But well and I don't know if you do this anymore, but you used to do like dinners at Trophy Room, like private So we do uh we do prime rub dinners uh-huh. slash bourbon tastings okay. i need to invite you the, the problem I've been is to one. it's been a long time I, yeah, ago um <clears throat> yeah uh oh. excuse me while i'm yeah. choking up here <laughs> the man who ate the town would love to attend a uh, me and tim can go you. we can go together that's right yeah. you know it's one of those things that you know we were just doing it for fun like all right cool prime yeah. rib. i do a pretty good prime rib i think and you know at least 16 people agree with me when they <laughs> order that right yeah so what we do is, is we you know we only do 16 people and you sit at the, <clears throat> excuse me, you sit at the bar mm-hmm. out, she, you know, we do three course uh, bourbon tasting and then we do a three course meal. We'll do a salad, prime rib, starch, veg, and then a dessert. Oh, uh, And it's $70 and it, you know, it's that just. Is a, that's a deal, honestly. It is. And, you know, <laughs> and, and sometimes we do a, a more expensive one where we do more rare bourbons. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like, you know, 
you know, awesome. Say, hey, when you want to do another prime rib dinner? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm so busy. He's like, you know, I got six people want to sign up and blah, blah, blah. So we end up selling out pretty quick. So I've been doing them like twice a month here lately. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so how would you find out about if like if people are listening and they're like, ooh, I want to go? You really just need to talk to the bartender. Okay. And just say, yo, when's your next? At Trophy Room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then she'll, you know, have a date. They're very so, cool. But they go pretty, they go pretty quick. Yeah. And make sure you're there next one too. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. That'd be sweet. So Trophy Room and Dogwood, then came Young Cardinal. Yep, then right? Young Cardinal. Okay, yep. so Young Cardinal, best brunch place of all time. But oh, cool you. story about Young Cardinal. So pre-pandemic, uh, <laughs> Adam's like about to open up this brunch spot. Ten days before. People thought you were crazy for opening a breakfast spot um, in that location. And I was having my 30th birthday right before COVID. So I ended up having a huge birthday party at Young Cardinal um, for my oh, yeah. 30th, right February 28th, yep. 2020. And then, you know, the world shut down after that. But yep. I'll never forget that. I'm like, right before <laughs> Young Cardinal was even officially open. And now I'm there all the time yeah, eating brunch. You're the first guest there. Yeah. You're the very first. The place is so cool. It's, and I, I like, am such a big breakfast person that I'm like, oh, heck yeah, this is going to be awesome. But I think people had their doubts about uh, doing it's, breakfast. It's hard right to there. go wrong when you got some fantastic eggs coming out. Oh, true. That. I mean, I even had doubts at first, to be honest. Yeah. You know, that originally I was going to do a tapas restaurant. What made you, what made you switch to breakfast or brunch? No, you know, I, you know, when I worked at filling station for all those years, mm-hmm. like brunch was my thing, like flipping eggs, you know, we don't do it on flat that we do it in pans. Yeah. And like, so that was my gig, like Sunday brunch, loved it. And then, uh, I don't know, just something came out. I'm like, man, why don't we do, you know, there's there was a bunch of breakfast place downtown. There's not now. No, you not know, Which kind of <laughs> helps us. But, you know, um, I just decided, hey, let, let's do um, let's do a lower, cheaper style breakfast, very affordable, and let's stay open like Waffle House. And originally, I'm like, all right, let's oh, do yeah, like kind of a that. Waffle House deal. Yeah. And <laughs> oh my God! So, did you, you ever? Know, did y'all ever stay open those hours? We did when we very first opened. Oh my gosh! So I was <laughs> I was literally you know getting to work. We we're getting there at five thirty. No, we yeah we were opening at seven back then, and then we ended up switching it to eight. But get there at five thirty. Get things rolling. Get through lunch, and then um you know six o'clock, shut down. I'd go upstairs, sleep on the couch a couple hours, come back down. We'd open back at 10 till 2.30. Oh, my god! And turn around and have to be back at 5.30. No. Right? Uh-uh. Yeah, so that lasted <laughs> like a about week. a week and a half. I said, screw this. We're not doing this. Yeah. No, well, no, I'm no like, way. you don't really, I don't know, you won't, do you really want the people who are like wasted from the nope. bar? And that was another reason because <laughs> yeah. people were coming in wasted. I'm like, you know what? I spent a lot of money on this place. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to get trashed. Yeah. So I always said, if there is a place out there, downtown Winston, that's <clears> kind <throat> of a hole in the wall, very small, like I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. But but Young Cardinal ain't it. That's, that's not the not spot. It. No, no, yeah. that's not it. Well, and I think you've just, you know, you have a niche. Like the it's brunch. There is a wait every single weekend. Like it's people, people love it. I'm very fortunate. Yeah. And yeah. I have great staff there. You know, Chef Swing's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's awesome. Nick's been around, you know, he helps Nick Shea, who's been with me for years, you know, he, he just yep. floats from restaurant to restaurant to give front of the house managers their day off. He's everywhere. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's my main squeeze. So yeah, it's fun over there. I yeah. really like it. Oh my gosh. I'm working it's... on a second one. 
A second young cardinal location? Yep. Ooh, yep. okay. In Winston or somewhere else? It'll be in Winston. Okay. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. But my actually relieve that one. I mean, because. That yeah, one is it, slammed it, all the time. It is slammed all the time. Well, there's something else. I can't talk about it right now. But, okay. There's <laughs> you, heard another, it, you heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's exciting. Okay, so then then came Twisted Pine. Um, crafted, shut down after during COVID. And I think this was brilliant because it's so close to Trophy Room and Dogwood and you don't serve food really there. I mean, I know you have some food there, but... Well, they, they quit doing food, actually. Oh, okay. We were doing paninis, but... But, I mean, now that you have Twisted Pine, essentially yeah, next door. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was... So tell us the... Kind of how that came to fruition, Twisted uh, Pine. Well, you know, they um, crafted, were out, and I'm like... Do I want to do this? <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. I'm just, all right, screw it. We're going to do it. You know, Dogwood's right here. Trevor's right here. I like the spot. It's got a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and Crafted did a good job. I, you know, I'm like, well, you know, people are used to having tacos and stuff. I'm like, I'd love to give this a shot. But, you know, we kind of had a slow start. At f- not a slow start. We didn't have our ish together in the yeah. beginning. And uh, and I still think that we're trying to get get things or you know things are picking up there. Um, it's a very cool spot. I built a very cool patio. Oh my gosh, there. the patio is sweet. Uh, that, that made a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to start doing some live music. Oh, okay. And stuff there, and and I get that my landlord lets me have my eight raised beds. You know, my garden. You know, yeah, part of my yeah, garden yeah. there too. So it's like, man, that's you know. Is that your? Is that now where all of your garden stuff is, or do you still? No, have, no, no, no. I still you got ha- a big a, one in King. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, but that one, you know, that one's all right. Yo, let's put a lot of tomatoes and peppers, and just walk out there and pick it. You know, put a fence around it, and nobody's messed with it. It's been that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's so that gar- the garden beds by Twisted Pine are typically for your peppers and your tomatoes and mostly just for but that's not all you know I got herbs. another three hundred plants and yeah. king you know yeah, tomatoes yeah, yeah. but we put some out there just for Twisted Pine that's so cool mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah. to be like yeah these tomatoes literally were grown yeah. right here and herbs <laughs> and things you have those out there mm-hmm. yep yeah. but it's just it's such a big I know difference rosemary grows really well downtown it's like all the, the streets ro- <laughs> the rosemary yeah. right yeah. on the street. That's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, like I said, we're, we're we just passed our one year, so we're gonna have the celebration this coming Saturday. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, the birthday match. Twisted Pine is also unsurprisingly also one of my favorite places, but the um, raspberry margarita with the tahini rim. Oh mm. my gosh, mm. Mm. so good! You guys have done really well with the margaritas. Well, thank you. <laughs> and the burrito tacos. I need to switch it up and get something different, but like you know, they're just Isn't so that, good. That's, you know, as the man who ate the town, that that is hard because you find like when I go to Young Cardinal, yeah, it's always the huevos rancheros because yeah. a I'm not going to find that anywhere else in town at least to that quality, and I love it so much, yeah, that I'm like that's what I'm going to have, and I'm looking at the menu, I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I will but. take the Wibbles Rancheros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me about the specials. Yeah, yeah. But right. I'm still going to do my yeah. OG. I want to I want to put the the servers through there, you know, cuz they want to tell me their specials. So go ahead. 
Wait, was Rancheros <laughs> with extra pintos? Well, please. and the the young cardinal specials are always just like so crazy. I love it. Like yeah, they're just, swing. He he gets very creative. Yeah, it's yep. so cool. He, very creative. So I I literally like to hear them say it just for that reason. So I can be like, wow, what did they come up with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. So what? This is probably going to be an impossible question to answer. But what is? What comes to mind first as your like favorite dish from all your restaurants? Ooh, Jeffrey Adams, beef risotto. Oof, yeah. Um, Young Cardinal, gosh. Huevos Rancheros. <laughs> yeah, the Huevos Rancheros are good, but you know, I'm I'm a basic like, give me two eggs, scramble some bacon, sausage gravy on a biscuit, and yeah, I'm browns. boring too. I got it. Yeah. The Young Cardinal breakfast. Mine. I love the fact that you know the build your hash browns. And oh, I like yeah. to build avocado toast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we do a special avocado toast every day, but I just, you know, like when I eat there, I just throw whatever I want on it. Uh, Twisted Pine, I'm going to go with the fried chicken sandwich or the beer tacos. And uh, blah, 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 blah. that's it, right? Yeah. Those three. Yep. Yeah. You can go with the bourbon at Trophy Room. <laughs> my go-to is Woodford Double Oaked. That's okay. my, you know, go-to when I have that. I've heard one of my friends says that Trophy Room has makes the best old fashioned that he's ever had in his life. I wonder if he gets a smoked. He you know, does. The smoked one, yeah. His so name's cool. Rashawn. I don't know if you've met him before, but he's, uh, he even like, you guys inspired him. He bought his own little at home kit. Smoker thing. He's, oh, he yeah. Cool. Yeah. Stuff at home, but he's like, it's always better at Trophy Room. <laughs> it's always <laughs> better when somebody else does it. Yeah. Well, it is. That's true. Yeah. But it's yeah. always things like that, no matter how many drinks that I've made at home and I follow recipes and all that stuff, whenever I make it, it never tastes like I'm in a bar or a <laughs> restaurant. And I'm this like, is what is going on? Right. And I know I have the same ingredients because I watch them more. And I know enough bartenders are like, here's what it is. Uh-huh. Okay. And here's how you do it. And show me. And I go home and it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just like when you make a sandwich at home, it don't taste nearly as good if somebody is mm-hmm. if somebody else made You're the right. sandwich for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we don't true. want to taste the fruits of our own labor. <laughs> we, want, we want someone else's labor to, <laughs> That's right. to fruit us. So I know you have another exciting venture in King. Yep. Tell me more. I've heard a little so, bit about it. Uh, if you're familiar with the old part of King, it used to be the Terry's Furniture Store. It's there in the corner. It's got a cool shape to it. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, downstairs. Is it where uh, Dalton's Crossing used to be? Right across the street. Okay. Directly okay. across the street. I'm super unfamiliar with King, so yeah. that's my only landmark. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Dalton's Crossing, which that's going to be a restaurant also. Oh. Yep. Is it an Andrew's uh, uh, restaurant? Across the street? No. Okay. No, but on the other side, yes. So there, you know, that building is so cool. It's got so much character. Um, and, you know, being from around the King area and, and my farm's there. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I feel pretty good about it. It's going to be a small spot. Um, it's going to be like an old school style steakhouse. Yeah. So it'll be decorated like, you know, 70s, 80s. That, you know, okay. bring the wallpaper back, still with a little modern twist. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, sixty-four seats. Uh, we have a bar. Um, King has liquor by the drink now, which is fairly new, right? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are taking advantage of that, so I am. Yeah. Uh, with, with some of the craft cocktails and stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, it used to be a mercantile. Uh, store from 1910 till I think the 50s. Okay. I got all the history on the building. Anyway, 
So I think I'm going to call it the mercantile chop house. Okay. And so it's not going to be fine dining, but it is going to be around, you know, Jeffrey Adams price. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a cute little building. And yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I love downtown King. What's uh, the What's the ETA? I'm going to say we're going to start construction next month. So I'm just I'm going to say October just to keep it safe. Yeah. There you uh, go. My contractor said it can go pretty quick. Awesome. So. Oh my gosh. What is what does Allison think about all your mm. all your ventures? I wish she'd come and help me more. <laughs> she has a full-time job. Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> is she still a food rep? Yeah, yeah, she's still that's working. Right. Yeah, cuz that's I've met her so many years back when East Coast Wings was owned by Mark and Linda. Oh. And um and she would come in and we would talk just for a little bit and uh but yeah, I've known her for 20 plus years. And she, um, she's been with that company for 20 plus years, probably yeah. 25 years. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, she always was like, ah, you know, maybe you don't need to work. You know? But <laughs> I just don't see, you know, she's always, she's a good guarantee. She's good at what she does. So I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Keep working. Yeah. yeah I keep thing. open restaurants as long as you keep working. Let's do this. Does she supply your restaurants? Uh, her company does. Now, she personally cannot be right. my right. rep. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I guess. And a lot of people, yeah, I've heard people say before. Oh, Adam's gonna do. His wife works for U.S. Food. <laughs> that is not the case. Yeah, she is. She cannot be my rep. So yeah. yeah. So no double. double can double. I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Um, how much of your restaurants is supplied by your farm? Depends on the time. So during during spring summer, you know. 70 to 80 percent of the produce wow for sure like i don't grow i don't grow spring mix or arugula sure you know i just can't do that yeah right this second yeah that's another thing that's going on another greenhouse popping up somewhere but um yeah (laughs) right now we can he will be growing his own spring mix (laughs) yeah yeah i need some more time a little bit more land yeah you know it is a goal of mine to you know i actually have a farm manager now like i can't or and i have for this is our second season coming up. You'd have to. I don't know how you. Oh no! Used to, I had to drive from Advance, oh my gosh. I, you know, five thirty to King, pick it, wash it, weigh it, Jeez. bag it, deliver it to. I would supply a filling station, Jeffrey Adams. Um, yeah, Young Carner wasn't open back then, but you know, it just took a lot of time. But now, um, Tracy Lomax, who is my farm manager, who does a great job, and she's in it to win it. And that's um, awesome. Yeah. So now. It's on her. It's on her. And it's only produce. It's not uh, livestock or anything nope, like that. No, only produce. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Only produce. That's incredible. Seventy percent. Yeah. Like in I the, mean, that's that's the. It's that's amazing. Awesome. You know, you got an acre and a half. Like you can get a lot of stuff. Yeah. You really Especially can. when you have somebody to manage it. I'm sure that's. Yeah. Been, that, that was a game changer. Yeah. And then you know we got a ten by fifty greenhouse, which we can't. It's, it's a little small growing in the winter time, but this next greenhouse we're about to get. It's going to be huge, and awesome. we're trying to do stuff year-round. That's very cool. Yep. And you have uh, somebody helping out with social media. I feel like you're, you've just been slowly expanding and growing your team, too. Yep, social media is taking over. So, you yeah. know, I, I have an assistant who says, Lily, who is the bomb. Like, yeah. I couldn't do anything without, you know. You got to have you gotta people on your team. So she oh my keeps gosh, my head yeah. on straight. And So we're growing. I want to continue to grow as long as I I'm healthy. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, yeah. King. I need to come visit the King once it opens. So it's it'll be steakhouse vibe. Like 
The food, the menu. Yep. Okay. The, yeah, we'll have several steaks. You know, there'll be like maybe a chicken dish or two, sure. couple seafoods. Yeah. Uh, focusing mostly on steaks and then your sides. Do you have uh, somebody helping you with the interior decor or you, do you manage I that? I do. Okay. And this is the first time that I've gone out. I don't know if you know the girls from Friends. Friends, no. Anyway, I need to get you two together. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we we haven't started. You know, they they see the vision I have, and yeah. I've sent them. So they're going to create a, mo- a mood a mood board for yep. you. And I'm very excited because yeah. you know that that's that stuff gets stressful. Like, oh, I'm sure when you're in a right and you're like, man, how do I need to decorate a place? What do I need? And to it's do? very important. Like that's people's first yes. impression when they walk in before they get a chance to taste your food. Yep. And so you know. As, as much as you might want to get eclectic, you can't because it might turn some people off from, from the food aspect. Yep, and, and absolutely. You, yeah. And people eat with their eyes. Yep. That is true. And that's not just the food. It's the whole experience. Yes. Yeah. Well, I want to have you on for a part two already because I could talk to you all day about, about all this stuff. But one question before we wrap things up. What, or this might be more than one question, but what is your biggest challenge that you've experienced over the last what, almost 15 years of running restaurants? That's a broad question. (laughs) The biggest challenge. Yeah. Or lesson. You know, I don't know. You know what, a couple of things. You know, when I was young, when I was in my 20s and 30s, like, everything had to be perfect. If there's a piece of trash on the floor, Get that trash up, you know. Not yeah. well. Back in the day, I was really hard on people. I would yell. Every, <laughs> all chefs are right. Yeah. These days, like I'm the most laid back person. Yeah. Unless you screw up twice, and then I get a little upset. <laughs> but everything had to be so perfect, and I, I, I don't know. I think the older I get, sometimes I'm just like, you know what? You got to pick and choose your battles. And there's so many right now. When you have several places, yeah. You really got to pick and choose your battles there. Mm-hmm. So, all right, what well, you know, somebody shoot last night. Somebody scraped the wall with a chair leg, and there's a mark. You know, back in the day, it's like right this second, this has got to be fixed. And you know, and sometimes there's more important things going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, chal- you know, staffing was a challenge. You know, but you know, I think we're pretty good on that now. And I think you know, keeping people motivated and 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 let them see your goal. Yeah. And letting them know that. Let them feel a part of the Part goal. of it. And they're going to roll with you. Um, yeah. I mean, besides just just making sure people are on my team. And yeah. Th- that, that's the hardest struggle. I think that's I think And that's I have a, a couple good... who are. They're there. They're yeah. on. Good to go. That's awesome. I think so, that's a good lesson, though. It's hard. I think, you know, as people age, you do get a little less, like you have to be a little more laid back about some things or you drive yourself nuts. Yeah, you you will. Uh, You can't take every review serious online review because everybody's a food critic, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people, yeah, what's, how do you handle that? Did it used to, like, are you kind of more numb to it now? So to be honest, (laughs) when I first started, like, you know what? I had the attitude, I don't give a damn. I don't, I don't care what these people think. I would never read reviews. Wow. But, but And that was back in the day when you didn't have so much social media. But now it's like in your face, yeah. right? So, you know, I tell my guys at work, you know, guests who come in, sometimes they just don't know, like, well, my chef just works, you know, 60 hours that week. And we, you know, 
let's do Valentine's, for example. Mm-hmm. We had a Valentine's Day, Wednesday, and people made reservations throughout the week at your friend. Sure. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, they were slammed. We were slammed, right? And by the time, you know, I think my my general manager and myself sent me a review. And, you know, <clears throat> John, the chef's like, you know what, boss? Like, we were just so tired. I don't know if we gave 100%. Or we gave 100%, don't know how much was left in us. Yeah. And some people and don't, fair. people don't, they don't know that. They don't know what goes on the, on the back scene. Yep. You know, this, and so, so many people are quick to judge. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever left a review in my life. Yeah. I may be wrong. I'm, I may have had too many cocktails one time or something, but <laughs> I don't, like, I don't make it because I get it. Yeah. Right. Some people just don't get it. Yep. They're a food critic and know everything, and you know what? And they've never worked in a restaurant. Right, day yeah, in their they life. have <laughs> no idea. Like somebody said, "Oh, the hamburger at Twist Upon, uh, I know it's frozen." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Come on!" Like clearly, no, it's not frozen. You you may not like that. What what people don't get is like, you may not like our food, or somebody else, it, you just may not like it. And that's just the way it is. And I tell my guys that <clears throat> when they get discouraged, I'm like, "Look, we're not going to please everybody." Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's just not possible. But as long as you're giving 100% and I see you're giving 100%, then it's okay. Yeah. We can get a bad review. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's all you can do. Yeah, because yep. people are just wanting to pontificate. They don't care what the cost is. They don't they want to see their name up there. Yeah. As yeah. someone who has written many a review. Right. But my thing is But you that, are a real food critic. Uh, I am <laughs> yeah. I am a food journalist. There you go. So yep. I like my my job in this town as the man who ate the town, and I know we're running short on time, but is to build the food community, <laughs> not tear anything down. I might not love everything that I have, but I don't have to go in and start bashing it. I will tell you, I will say, Adam, I just didn't really care for that. But if I'm writing a review on that, I'm not kissing anybody's butt. I'm just saying I would have rather have had it this way. But the right. person I was with actually loved this. So that's that's okay. Yeah. And I will give it another shot because it may have just been mine was not what I expected. Right. And uh, But I will always go. And that's why you and other restaurateurs in town know that the man who went to town is there for them. Right. I'm not there to just put my name on stuff. I'm there to build up the restaurants in my town that I love to eat. And I will always find a positive. And if there is anything negative, that will be behind the scenes. And then I will explain why it might not have been what I would have preferred, but why you might do it. And every time I write a review, it's uh-huh. this is my opinion. This is my experience. I want you to go and try this for yourself because Brooke and I (laughs) might taste the exact, we might cut a a tomato in half and I taste one side and she tastes the other. Our, our taste buds are different. Totally different. And, And the experience would be different. So everyone needs to try it. And you need to th- actually consider what's going on in the restaurant. You need to consider um, the people who are making your food. What has happened with them today? You know, maybe somebody's mom's on their deathbed, but they came in today because you were shorthanded. Um, and, and again, that's not a, an excuse, but that's a reason. 
Right. Yeah. You have to we're take human. things. And we're, we're not human. robots. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. No one in that restaurant is a robot. Everyone has feelings. Everyone mm-hmm. has emotions. Everyone has a life. And it, they, <laughs> we should work to live, not live to work. Right. And, and you have to take all those things into consideration. And when you are bashing a restaurant, you are literally taking cents, dollars away from that restaurant. Because your friends who believe everything that you say, even if you may not know your butt from a hole in the ground, they're going to believe what you say, and they're not going to go because, oh, that place is awful because Joe Schmo right. said so. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's not <laughs> the way it goes. Yeah. Always experience it yourself and have your own opinion. For but sure. don't But don't broadcast it in a <laughs> negative light because you don't understand the effect that it really does have. Whether it has it on the people in the restaurant or not, it does affect it. In a way. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. be kind to your restaurateurs or you won't have them. Yeah. And then you'll complain, we don't have any restaurants just because you're an a-hole. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this I think this is your sign if you're listening to make a point to leave a good review. I think people are so quick to make to leave bad reviews, but like leave a good review. Or if you have a problem, <laughs> ask for a manager. Yeah. You don't know, just that's, like, that's the biggest don't thing that people won't, they, they will not ask for <laughs> right. a manager. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tell them your mashed potatoes are cold, too cold for you. Yeah. Cool. Let them do their job. They don't yeah. want to do it in person, but they're confident enough to yeah. write, it, review write I, it online. I saw two days ago. Real quick. I know we're running out of time, but <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe this. Uh, one of my guys pointed it out to me. It's a Google review. The dude said, don't quote me, not the exact words, but in this. Heard a guy in the parking deck say Jeffrey Adams' restaurant was no good. They need to step things up. Oh, my God. Okay. Didn't eat there. Never walked in the door. Was walking through the parking deck. And left you like, a bad is this review? Real? Like, oh, my god! Is gosh. this a real review? Like, did this guy just give us a one-star because somebody in the parking deck said they thought Jeffrey Adams was no good? I'm like, oh, gosh. That's oh the same gosh. people who will write a one-star review at a resort because it rained. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that was anybody's control. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Anyway, that kind of stuff's getting on my nerves. Yeah, I mean, as it should. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. You always have me. Well, thank you, sir. (laughs) Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming to chat with us. Yeah. We'll do a part two. Don't wait for you know three years to come back. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media at Forsyth Mags. And you can find all of Adam's restaurants also on social media. He has some great social media accounts for all of them. So give them a follow. Um, I'm not even going to list them all the week. Amy can list them in the show notes. Mm-hmm. You can go to Andrew's Restaurants, WS.com. Dot com. And, and you can, and you can you find all the restaurants. You can get everything from that one site. Yep. Awesome. Well, it's that's easy enough. We can do that. Do mm-hmm. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs>